This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Johnson floats it in for Aiden Flynn! They've done it! Gregory, he's in the box, tries to screw him. Is it going to be there? Yes! Oh my word! It's in! You're listening to the number one pod for Sheffield Wednesday. This is the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. The magic of the cup, this is what the cup is all about. Not sure that playing Coventry four times in the space of six weeks is exactly what they had in mind with those statements, but here we are. Uh, but fifth round tie with Maidstone United awaits if we can beat Coventry in that replay. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. I'm James Mapping. Alongside me this week is John and Steve. John, uh, how are you, mate? You all right? I'm all right. Yeah, good, thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, good uh, good stuff. Um, and what about yourself, Steve? All good? Um, very good, thank you. Looking forward to our little chat. <laughs> little chat, yeah, maybe an hour and a half. I don't know if that's little or not, but uh, I'll, take you, I'll take your word for it. Um, yeah, I mean, I just want to start off as well and, and kind of apologise for the comment that I made on Twitter or X last Saturday. Uh, all I want to say is it's not how I intended it to come across. You know, I'm not racist, nor do I share racist views or indeed condone any racist behaviour, both at a football match or in society or online on social media. And if you want to read the full apology, then you can do so on Twitter. That The handle is at WTID pod. Um, I just want to also say as well, I think on the wider picture, the subject of racism and any sort of discrimination does need to be talked about and discussed because it's clear that obviously from looking on social media, um, there is probably still a problem within uh, within society. Anyway, let's let's start and talk about the football then. That's what everyone wants to, to hear about. Um, Coventry City, you know, deja vu, six days after we played them before. I mean, it was six changes as well that Danny Rill made, um, you know, from the side that got beat 2-1 by Coventry early in the week. Charles, Fumewo, Momo, Masaba, Kadamatri and Ugbo all came in. Beadle, Ehequa, Volks, Palmer, Windass and Fletcher 
all made way. It was Charles in goal, Valentin, Bernard, Fumewo and Johnson, uh, Kasama, Momo, Bannon and Masaba, and then Ugbo and Kadamatri up front. Kadamatri having a bit of a, a strike partner this week. Uh, Steve, I'll start with you. What what was your um, thoughts when you saw that that lineup come out? I mean, it looks like we've put out a rotated side when you look and see six changes. But other than kind of bringing Windass back in, I'd be happy with that, with that side playing on Wednesday, to be honest. I mean, not, not saying it's our best 11, but it certainly wasn't really a, a weakened side, put it that way. No, not, not, not at all. Um, I thought it was a very attacking selection, um, you know, um, there were quite a few attacking players in the lineup, and it was pretty obvious to me that, that, that you know that Danny wanted to really go for it. And I think you know some of the players that came in, it was an opportunity for, opportunity for them to stake a claim to get in the team. You know the likes of um, Ugbo, Momo, Fumewo. It was an opportunity for them to perhaps um, you know um, stake a claim for a starting place. So I was I was pretty happy with the you know with the lineup. Yeah. What what's your stance on FA Cup? Uh, Steve, when when you look at, it, are you one of those that like you know you've got to play your best team every single week, um, you know, or are you one of those that you know you'd rather focus on the league? I mean, where where do you stand? Because I'm I'm not too sure really because you know I see you we can play in the next round and I'm thinking hmm maybe I do play my strongest lineup. Speak to me last week, I was probably like nah, focus on the on the league. I am I am a bit conflicted, but I think um, if if we look at this game, I think it's been. Um, now that we know what the result is, I think it's been an important game in restoring a bit of confidence in the team because we have had, uh, you know, a couple of defeats. And the way that the game's turned out, it's been an opportunity for one or two players to get a bit of form back, play a little bit better. I think Musaba, for example, had a slightly better game than he's been having in recent weeks, although I still think he can be better. He was a, li- he was a little bit better than he had been in, in previous games. I... Um, uh, deep down, I'm a traditionalist, and uh, if you can if you can get through to the next round, um, you know, do it because uh, you know if if we can get past country, and that's a big if, then we've got Maidstone. I think uh, you know we can't. I know we can't take him lightly, but it's a very good opportunity to then get in the quarterfinals, isn't it? And then you know it could be away at Old Trafford, and when's the next opportunity we get to get to go to Old Trafford? Yeah, do you know what? It's, you got, know? it's got hallmarks of. Who was it now? It was Charlton, weren't it? That we played, and we could have played oh, Sheffield United yeah, in the yeah. next round. It, yeah. This has got all the heart hallmarks yeah. of you know exactly that happening. You know, just you know, yeah. you know, you know what the prize is, and we just don't quite get over over the line. John, back to this starting lineup then on, on Friday night. What was your initial reaction when you saw it? Was you? I mean, what, what did you think that you were going to rotate? Uh, obviously, it didn't re, you know? Obviously, it did change, make quite a few changes, but. Again, against Cardiff in the round before, he went fairly strong, and I think he kind of went same again, really, didn't he? He put yeah, a fairly he did, decent yeah. lineup out. What what he's doing, if I'm convinced with what Danny's doing, is right, and he's slowly but surely introducing one or two players each time that fit his mould, and he's now got his top four fastest players up front. He loves pace up front, and he's given them a chance to you know just have a go. And the good thing with the FA Cup is it's almost his it's like his pre-season, isn't it? He hasn't had one. So he's had a chance to, to try things out. It's a free hit. and I'm not that bothered how, how well we do in the FA Cup, really. Personally, I'd, I'd rather us... If we'd have gone out on Friday, I wouldn't have been upset because we've got bigger fish to fry and we're, we're more worried about the league. 
I'd love to be in a position where we can really say the FA Cup is our biggest goal. But uh, <laughs> I'd love a season where we're mid-table from March onwards and there's nothing more to worry about. But how many years has it been since that's been the case? Yeah. So I thought it was a good it was a good lineup. And when I I was I didn't even see the first twenty minutes. I wasn't at the game. I watched it on um, iFollow, and I thought the the bits I saw in the second half were as good as we. Not as good as we played, but as positive as we played. You know, going forwards, there was there was a lot more positivity than negativity. So overall, I thought it was a good lineup, and it worked out pretty well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, just just on that with the with the FA Cup and, and everything, it's um, like I said for for me, I'm just so fickle when it comes to the FA Cup. I, it all depends on who, who we're playing. You know, if it is a good team that we're that we're going to get in the next round, I'm I'm all for it. You know, I, I think. For us, it has been a bit of a anti-climax when it comes to the FA Cup. You know, we got Cardiff, then we've had Coventry, Fleetwood last year. All right, Newcastle were great when we when we got them in the third round and everything. But um, I, I just, I, I've said it before. I think I said it a few weeks ago that I think it's just it's trickling down from you know from the top, and by, by the top I mean your likes of your Jurgen Klopp's and 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 everyone like that. You know Pep Guardiola when they but they're playing 60, 65 games or whatever it is a season with the Champions League thrown in as well. And 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 you know maybe yeah fixture pileup is a bit of a thing for them. But I feel like now you've even got League One teams resting players when they when they're coming in the FA Cup, and I just think. Yeah, maybe I don't, but I don't know what they can do. I have no idea what what the answer is for to making the FA Cup more glamorous. I mean, it's only glamorous when Maidstone beat beat Ipswich or you know Newport. You know, all right, they lost against Man United, but it were two two at one point. But you can't guarantee that happening every single time. I mean, it's probably a conversation for another time, really. I, I suppose you know what can they can they do with the FA Cup to make it a little bit more interesting? I saw someone uh, on some some podcast saying, "Well, they should play the semi final in Saudi Arabia or something." I'm like, <laughs> oh, "Okay, really?" <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, not too sure on that one. You've got some fans whinging and moaning, saying that you know traveling to Plymouth's uh, a little bit too far, but you know traveling the other side of the world. Um, but look, we're not going to get to the semi final anyway, so I suppose do whatever, do whatever they want with it. Really, the FA Cup is the FA Cup is a, is absolutely fantastic. I think the one that should go is the League Cup because that really is no one really gives a monkey's about that, even though it's the last thing we won, a big 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 trophy yeah. we won, but. Papa John's probably has to yeah, fall I'd before. Agree. Papa John's has got to go before agree. the league cup. To be fair, <laughs> right? Let's... Yeah, I'd agree. I think um, I think the league cups run its course. Uh, I, I really do. It's just like one competition too many. But I suspect some of the sort of league one and league two clubs. I suppose it's an important income stream for them. So they'd have to possibly find another way of getting money to them, wouldn't they? Yeah. Uh, if they were going to buy the competition. But I think that's the one to go. I think though, when you, you know, when you get drawn against a team in the same league, it's just crap. Like, yeah. we, we've, Fleetwood last season, it. four times, Coventry four times this season as well. Like, you know, you just don't want it. You want another team in another league. I mean, I'd rather play... I'd rather play Fleetwood actually this year <laughs> Do you know what I mean? than play Coventry yeah. again. I'd rather play, you know, Stockport it's or someone like that. The FA Cup is the like in the league, in the World Cup they seed it, don't they? So they guarantee mm. that the big teams don't. Mm. And the, that would be a good way of doing it. I mean, yeah, we might end up. Yeah. We'll either play a team from the league above, which would be exciting, and we'll get smashed, but it'd be fun. Or we might beat them like Newcastle, 
or the team below us comes to us. That yeah. would be an in, that would be a way of spicing up a bit. But I do think the League Cup has got to go for, for teams, especially in the top two divisions, because especially I mean the Premier League they literally don't care about the, the League Cup. Yeah, they, they don't care 15. until they get to what quarter final, semi final. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, that you know that, that that's the only time where they actually give it a bit of give it a bit of thought. Really. Um, right. Let's let's get back to to, to Friday then. And uh, overall, I mean. Like I said, I said before kickoff, I didn't want a replay. You know, I was looking more from the standpoint that, you know, I just don't want to play Coventry again more than anything. And, uh, you know, I think Coventry are probably one of the better sides that we've played so far this season. If you just take it on on merit, um, all right, you know, we've played Southampton, we've played Leicester, you know, keep the ball very well. But I feel that, that Coventry are more, you know, a side that are just well drilled more than anything. And we'll, we'll, we'll touch on them in a second but um steve what, what did you think to the the game as a whole i mean I, I were disappointed that we went down you know a goal down at the break but but you know i think on on reflection when you when you look at it i think both sides had you know had equal chances and and yeah mm. maybe, maybe you know maybe we did deserve to come away with at least something from that game absolutely um i mean i i actually thought that if we'd have been a little bit Better in the final third, we could have come away with a win. Steve, how many times have you said uh, that this season, though? Well, yeah, That's I know, a... I know, I know. It's uh, it's our Achilles' heel, isn't it? But um, I thought, in terms of endeavour, effort, um, we couldn't have asked for more. And I, I think that we actually outran them, it ran them into the ground in the second half. And I think the goal came from a bit of uh, they started to lose the shape a bit. They weren't getting back into shape as quick. And uh, I think that that kind of you know led led to the equaliser at the end. Uh, um, the fitness of the squad um, is is incredible. I I think. What a start um, change for the start of the season though, because the fitness was terrible. They couldn't even get past yeah. sixty minutes. We are you know we're puffing and panting and blowing on the side of the pitch. But but now yeah, I mean, it does make you wonder, doesn't it, Danny Real, if he was here at the start what would that side be like, you know, if you'd have had a pre-season and stuff, you know, um, yeah, try not to think about it too much, to be fair. Yeah, that's, that's, there's no, there's no yeah. good thinking that, James. <laughs> it didn't happen, did it? No, I know. But look, so so many hypothetical thoughts as a Sheffield Wednesday fan, you know, you must yeah. know that by now, John, you know, all yeah. these if, buts and, and maybes and things. Um, what, what did you think, John, overall, you know, when you look at it, you know, it's a draw. We do have to play Coventry yet again. But I mean, from the from the performance, what, what did you think? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't that bothered. And then I think maybe you said it in the debate show that we want to get, we want to stop this run of, especially against the same flipping team, we need to stop this run of fairly tight results, you know, losing by a goal or two. So the fact that we got a goal and we got, and we finished on a high, I mean, we obviously we got that amazing save at the end from, Charles, which was incredible for a young lad, but I think we were the we were, we were the team that was going to win it. Yeah, you know, and that's the positive that we can take into Wednesday. Yeah, definitely. I think you know when you look at the like the, the pressure uh, and you look at the kind of the the possession and all stuff like that. When you when you look at it as a as a whole and over the course of the game, you know, the first half was kind of you know you know 50 50 i guess and then yeah i think you're right with what you're saying steve that in, in the second half we did seem to get a bit of a stranglehold in the game and and those last 10 or 15 minutes 
it was all us really. And and I think yeah, yeah, that is a maybe a testament to you know when we do go a goal down. I know. Obviously, I know this wasn't a league game and everything. And, and when you do look at those stats, I think it's one win and one draw from going behind. So it would be easy to say that, you know, the head just goes down and and we, you know, we, we kind of shut off and, and don't really know what to do or we can't come from behind. So I suppose if you, if you want to look at positives, the fact that, Steve, we, we went one goal down and we we managed to bring yeah. it back. They didn't give in, did they? Well, I think it's I think it's the culture that the manager's brought into the club. I think uh, you go and you go and you go and you go until the end. And uh, his, his substitutions are always positive. He he absolutely goes for it. And um, we've we've got our reward several times this season, haven't we? With 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 late goals, late winners, late equalisers. Yeah. And uh, you you you've, you've got to put that down to biggest, Danny Rowe. That's the biggest. That's the biggest change I think since about. October, November, we went down a goal and people were leaving, <laughs> you know, after after we went a goal in the first half there were fans around me leaving because you just knew we had no we had no way we were gonna get back in it. The worst yeah. we the worst we were gonna do was get more goals against. But now, you know, we're always in it, right, like you said, right to the very end. Yeah, exactly. Massive testament to the way that Danny's just put so much belief into these players that they just think you know, we can do it. Let's go for it. Yeah, I think that's the one thing. That if, you, if you said, what's Danny Real change and you can only pick one, I do think it yeah. is instilling that belief. And that's something that, you know, I don't know how he's done it, but it seems so simple, you know, and I'm sure it's not just telling someone you can do it. I'm sure it's more than that. And, and, and you know, I, I suppose it's showing them the numbers. I know Danny Real's massive into all the stats and the figures and the data and stuff. And he'll be saying, look, this is what, you know, Bayern Munich do this is what Real Madrid do this is a you know whatever whatever team it is and he'll be saying look these are their numbers this is what they're doing and these are the results to get you know you're doing the same the, the, the results will come and if you follow Tom uh, who does all the analysis stuff on Twitter and he's he's all over it saying you know you know the, the playing the way that we're playing these metrics and and, and things we will get X amount of number of points, and to be to be fair, he has been bragging a bit because every time I put the tweet out saying how many points we're going to get, he's got it bang. I think he's got it right three times in a row. So, and that's purely off his. That's not that's not him guessing. That's him purely off the data, um, and the expected points that we're going to pick up, and you know, kind of adjusts it based on who we're playing, um, slightly. But yeah, it, it just shows how as much as people turn the nose up at XG and and everything, it, it, there's a reason why people. Uh, why people look at it. Um, let's talk about some of the kind of key moments then in uh, in Friday's game. Um, first of all, I think it was probably it's probably about ten minutes, ten or fifteen minutes into the game. Um, I thought we were watching Brazil with Jedi Gasama. He, you know, the, the FA Cup Twitter page picked up on it, and and they had a you know they they shared it to death, and he's picked the ball up in the you know in our half probably in the, in the middle of our half, I think it was. And, you know, he's, he's took about four or five of their players out of the game. It were, Steve, it were, I, I bet you couldn't believe your eyes because you mean you saw what were happening there. No, no, I thought, yeah, I thought it was in Rio de Janeiro for a minute. It was just <laughs> absolutely incredible. Um, I mean, it's, um, it's a bit before your time, James, but it's like going back to the nineties, you know, when, it, when, it, when he had the likes of Waddle and Sheridan in, in the side, it was just, uh, Top class, top class piece of skill. What, what's so, your take on Gasama, Steve? What's your, what's your take on him? Because, like, you know, he's. 
I keep thinking I'm doing a bit of disservice by saying speedboat no driver. Um, I, I think he's better than that now. I think he's. I think he has yeah. improved massively since he first came in. Um, still not quite got that end product there all the time. And if I'm being, I think he needs to kind yeah. of get his head up a little bit sometimes. But you know, you, you've got to say that when you look at kind of exciting players that we've got, he's probably number one. I'd say. Definitely, definitely. Um, and again, I think you've got to put this, uh, you know, down to the manager. I think he said in one of his press conferences that when he arrived at the club, when he when he was assessing the squad, that the one jewel that stood out was uh, Gasama, and he knew he'd got a player on his hands. But I can remember him playing against Millwall at home and looking like a little lad playing against men. I mean, he just couldn't get into the game. He was getting knocked off the ball. And you thought, oh dear, I think we've got a bit of a dud here. But He's just uh, incrementally improved every week and we've got a real player on our hands. And and you're just starting to see, an, even, even starting to see an improvement in the final product now. He's he's, mm. he's just developing, isn't he? Every time you see him, he gets, he gets that little bit better. Yeah. Well, but he's got two goals to his name now. Yeah. Yeah. Just a couple of occasions on Friday, if it had, you know, if it had crossed it at a different time or passed it at a different time, we'd have probably scored, but, um, he is. He is one of them players. He's always going to frustrate, isn't he? Because he's 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 gonna he's gonna try and dummy that man one last time, <laughs> or he's he's good. You know, he's, he's he's going to be that kind of a player, I think. And we're just going to have to bear with him on that. But wow, yeah, he's 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 a joy to to watch. He really is. What a player! He's a player that gets you and, off, any player that gets you off your off your seat, and he is. Yeah, and he's overtaken Masaba, I reckon, in that regard. Masaba, yeah, has been amazing. But Gasama's just added that he's a little bastard. <laughs> he really, he is. I'd hate yeah. to play against him. He's one of those players that you just cannot get the ball off. Yeah. And um, he's a little fucker, but I love him. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right there. I think, and you see that in the in the team selection as well. Masaba has kind of fell out of favour a touch um, in recent weeks. He has opted to go for Gasama, whereas previously it was it was always the other way around and, and Gassama would come off the bench and replace Masaba. Um I mean it's great when they both play on the pitch as well. I mean you 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 look as a, an opposition. I mean I used to when I did play when I was younger, I used to play uh, left back and when you you know when you come up against someone and they're running at you and you know that's the that's the last thing you want. I'm not fast by any means, and you know I'm sure professional left backs are a lot quicker than what I am. But even so, when you've got someone with, with his pace and you know when he can knock it past you and, and just chase after it, he, if he does that in the first five or ten minutes, then you know he's, he's got him on toast. And he's added that- a bit of he's added a bit of muscle as well because, like Steve said, he was I think it was Millwall you said, but against Norwich, he was dropping to the floor. Ah, oh, yeah, I think it was Norwich away, wasn't it? And he was dropping to the floor. Yeah, and you know, flapping his arms around, expecting, and uh, that was about three months ago. And in those three months, he's worked out, right, this is the championship. We don't get them sort of decisions. I also and think just, Barry Bannon's probably had a bit of a word in his ear. Yeah. Well, I just you, said. I watch, <laughs> I watch oh, Barry, yeah. Barry a lot, on, especially on Friday. He, he's a, he doesn't scream at them, but he gives them what for if they do it wrong. And they don't do it wrong again because yeah. he really has that respect off the players and, if Barry tells you to do something, you do it, don't you? Because he yeah. Where, where he do you really stand does. on that, John? Because I'm a bit. I think that's for for me. I think that's very kind of old fashioned way of like beating him with a stick. Um, in terms of the the approach that Barry Bannon has, it's interesting to know what what you think. Because I do kind of think 
I don't know. I don't, you, you often see Barry Bannon give it both barrels to a defender, and then obviously, you know, obviously goalkeepers change now. But then Cameron Dawson will kind of come over and and almost like you know say it's all right, mate. Don't don't listen to him. I don't know if that's what he's saying, but you kind of get that that's impression. I think you're the captain. Like it's a sort of good cop bad cop thing, isn't it? Like he's the he's the captain on the pitch. He he has to say what it is right now. You've got to get this right because in five minutes you do that, it'll be a goal to them. I think off the pitch he's probably a different. Yeah, he seems much quieter, doesn't he? When you see interviews with him, and but on the pitch I support him because he is the captain and he's got to you know demand the standards because we have to step he's up. Got, yeah, he's the leader of the team. Um, uh, sort of um, almost Roy Keane esque, isn't he? In the way that he uh, he drives the team on. Um, I think tremendous, tremendous team, captain because he does he does all that. And the other one I, you see. Is is Volks as well? He, he yeah. tells people what to do. I think I think Volks does, but I think he does it more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, more more encouraging. I, 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 yeah. Look, I sit on row seventeen at, at North Stand, so I'm not you know I'm not on front row. I can't hear exactly everything they're saying. You know, it's not like when you go to some of these uh, away grounds, especially last season, where you were literally yeah. on top of everyone. You could you know you could hear a pin drop in the in the in the ground. Um, so I can't hear exactly what he's saying when he, when when he's shouting and stuff. I just from the body language and stuff, I just kind of get the impression that Volks is a bit more. You know, you see him doing, you're like, "Come on, lads, come on!" Like, it's a bit more, a bit more encouraging. Look, I think there's no right or wrong. Um, I just, you know, I just prefer the, um, the you know, you you mentioned Volks. I prefer the Volks way of doing it over over Bannon. But you know, if it gets the same results, and I think you do, you think you are right, John. Really, you have got to show a bit of authority. Uh, if not, you just get walked all over. And I think I, I think that's his way of doing it. And look, he's not just started doing it. He's been here for what uh, eight years, is it now, or something like that? You know, he's he's been. Yeah. It's not like he's just started doing it. He's been like that ever since he kind of took that captain's armband. So it comes, you know, it comes as no. There's no surprise. Um, well, the proof is in the, in the end. I mean, if he's what he's doing is helping Gasama be a player he is on Friday, then carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, keeping on Gasama, he had a chance, didn't he, Steve? Uh, not long after, Momo made a, a strong challenge. You know, we picked pick the ball back up. Um, well, he nailed him, didn't he? he didn't <laughs> it wasn't a strong tackle. He abs- I mean, it was as clean as a whistle. He absolutely nailed it. Was it? Was it Sheaf or Top? I think it might have been Top actually. Yeah. And uh, oh, what a brilliant tackle! Proper brilliant. tackle, proper tackle, as people yeah, would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, he picks it up. Nobody really, you know, challenges him. And he just thinks, you know what, I'm going to have a crack and hits it from, what, 20, 25 yards, mm. something like that. And it just goes past the post. And and I suppose after his goal against Hull, you know, why not? You know, why not have a yeah. shot? I, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I'm under yeah. that, um, you know, train of thought of what what, what do people say? If you, if, you, if you don't, you won't win a raffle if you don't buy a ticket kind of thing. I, for me, exactly. have a shot. Have a shot from 25 yards for me. You know, if, if he's shown that he's got the quality to do it. I mean... If Momo wants to have a go, we saw that a little bit later on. Maybe lay off it a little bit, you know. Where we saw we saw what his efforts are a little bit like. But you know, if if you if you Jedi Gasama, by, by all means, have a have a crack. And it, it it came it came fairly close, didn't he, John? Yeah, he did. Um, and I think he was just, you know, when you've got the confidence, that's a good sign. You know, if if, if you're able to smack it from twenty five yards, and it wasn't too far wide, so. I mean, I, you you wouldn't want him to do that in the last ten minutes, but in the first half, who was, half, was it that did it? Was it um, Burton last season? And I want to say, 
It was, oh, the lad who went to Lincoln. Uh, oh, what's his name now? I for- what, Jaden Brown? Jaden Brown, yeah. We're, we're, yeah. We're, we're, we're losing 3-2 or something like that quite late on, and he just smacked it straight into the into the ground. Like 40 yards out or something, you're thinking, what are you doing? You've never scored a goal like that in your entire career. <laughs> You know, and you're thinking, you know, you know, no, not not a chance. But I, I, yeah, I get what you're saying, John. Like, you know, if you if you have got the confidence and it, and that's what it shows. And like I said, I think I think he had five shots in the end, all game. Which you know, I think that was most out of anyone on the pitch on uh, on Friday night. Um, let's get on to the goal then uh, that that Coventry scored. Um, Steve, the, the defending, um, well, the midfield just. I thought I was watching under eights at, at, at times when you when you see the goal yeah. and, it, and then especially when you watch the replay and you watch it a few times like like I have done. You're trying to like look and see what exactly happened. It, it was, you know, you, we've just been praising Jerry Kasama. He, he was playing. Was he playing on the right? He just ended up on the left yeah. hand side. <laughs> you know, uh, Momo got drawn into it as well. Yeah, and yeah. Well, I I, I was sat in the south stand and I nearly choked on my prawn sandwich when <laughs> when it happened. Did they have prawn um, sandwiches on no. FA Cup, uh, Steve? Or did, 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 uh, you know, did... uh, I'm not I'm not sure. It might be hammer mustard for FA Cup, and you know they might they might tone it down a bit. But um, yeah, what happened was it was right in front of me. Coventry got a throw in, and I saw Mobo and Barry Barry Bannon come right up right over close to the thrower. They took the throw in. Played a couple of passes and talk was just stood in acres of space and he had he had he had the the time to just get it out of his feet, get a slightly different angle, and then he just struck an absolute missile, didn't he? Do you know what, John? That's one of them goals where all the fans are going, shoo in it. It is just one of those. Isn't it? You can just hear it now. Um, you know, more often than not, you shout that and then they have a shot and, and it's think that's that perfect. Like it bubbled just before it hits it, it bounced off that shit pitch let's talk about that later that pitch is in a mess yeah and it helped him and i to be honest when he hits a worldie like that i watched the interview with um bernard afterwards with fish and he said he was gonna go in and before he'd even got within a yard you know five yards of him it was in the back of the net it was a you got to just applaud a goal like that i I don't think you i don't think you can do much about it yes we could have got there quicker it's just a, it's a great strike <laughs> yeah and you know what i mean again i know it's in the fa cup and not and not in the league but you know coventry are where they are in the league and i know he's a relatively new player i know he's just coming in the january transfer window i think it was his debut actually but when you look at players like that and when you've got that bit of quality especially in a game where you know i mean they had chances we had chances sometimes i know ultimately it wasn't you know that wasn't the the deciding goal or anything like that but Sometimes you just need someone that can hit it from from that sort of range. I know that season where Adam Reach, you know, every single goal he scored is an absolute screamer. And you know, you're looking in years gone by, and we have had we have had players that can do it. And I look now and I think, mm, all right, I know Gasama did it against Hull, but have we got that player that can hit it from from that sort of range and and do that? I mean, Ben Sheaf did it last week. You know, when we played him in the league, he's he's easy to wield it from the edge of the box. It's a worry for me, James, that as well. We've given a fair few goals away from, you know, 25, 35 yards this season. Yeah. There seems to be a, a, I don't know if it's a lack of communication or a just a drop of concentration. That gap between the last line of defence and the first line of midfield sometimes mm-hmm. doesn't seem to work all that well together. I remember the goals against, I think it was Millwall when they had a one that came off the corner. Yeah. 
And George just Savile, yeah. yeah. About 15 yards of him. And yeah. that, that's a little worry for me, is that in the in League One, they don't score goals like that. But in the Championship, there are some, some good players. Yeah, I think that, like that. that's the thing, though. If you, if you keep him out of the box, for me, if he's going to hit it from... You know, twenty-five yards, and he's going to hit it. In the, well, it wasn't quite the top corner, was it? But over the keeper and dip, and and, and the way that he did, like you said earlier, uh, John, I think I've just got to kind of applaud it and go. You know, it's a great strike. I suppose the worry is that the way that he got so much space to actually do that. I mean, Sheaf on um, last Saturday, that was just a bit a good bit of skill, you know, to, to take Bannon out of the game and and then a, a fantastic goal. So I, I do get what you're saying, though. You know, you I suppose you've got to look at it and thinking how do you how do you stop them shots? But I think more often than not, you know, they're going to go in real Z. Uh, if you, you know, if, if they're getting into the box, it's it's a little bit more well, difficult. That's the difference, isn't it? isn't it, between Championship and and League One? Ten out of ten in the champ in the in League One end up in row Z, but three or four in Championship smacking it in the back of the net. Well, there's some players in the Championship that will end up in the Premier League at some mm. point, uh, whether that's with the club that they're at or whether they leave, you know, at the end of the season or anything, you know, there is players good enough to play in the Premier League. And, you know, yes, there might be some League One players that can do that, but they're certainly not as close as as what, you know, the, the Championship players are. Um, I mean, that was kind of really you know, right at the end of of the of the first half. I think it was just, you know, 40, you know 45th minute, weren't it? You know, barring a bit of a, a bit of added on time, it was, you know, went down at the break. And that's kind of why I was a little bit disappointed Really, the fact that Steve, we it were nil nil, and it has you know they have took a you know a great strike from them to actually uh, to break the deadlock and stuff. What did what did you feel like at, at half time? You know, did you think oh that's it? You know, we're we're losing again to Coventry. We're not going to get back into this one, or did you have a bit of hope at half time? I had a bit of hope at half time because I, I thought I thought we played I thought we played fairly well in the first half. It was just the old uh, conundrum of the final third that was. That was letting us down. Um, I mean, I, I I was sat there feeling pretty happy that it was going to be nil nil. The bloke sat next to me, had gone off for a pint, and I think every you know everybody around me was um, um, sort of preparing themselves for a, for a nil nil. And then Steve, you're, you're not one of those, are you? Are, are you one of those that sits there through every single minute? You you don't leave early, do you? At the end of the game, no, never. Thank God you said never. that, mate. Thank God. I've done it once in. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it once in forty years. Uh, left, left before the end of the game. What was that? Black, um, Blackburn was it at home? <laughs> it was. It was a game against Derby County. I mean, this is before your time, James. I'm sounding like my dad here, but it was when <laughs> uh, just when just after the Canio had joined, I think it was, and Derby were like three 0 up after about 25 minutes, mm. and um, I got I got me. Uh, me now sister-in-law's boyfriend with me and he was like oh let's go to the pub and so we went we went off to the pub but that, that's probably about the only time i've ever left early i always stay to the bitter end yeah well but i want to get i want to get full value for money don't i <laughs> that's exactly what it is john what, what about you you're not a you're not a leave early you've got to be careful here by the way what you say on, on this one I've, I've left early once i'll be honest it was this season sunderland uh, but I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I still I, I, I don't begrudge anyone for leaving early in that game. That was horrific. Uh, what was I it? Left, I got to 70 minutes. I was Did pretty you? good going, I thought. Enough torture <laughs> for, for one game. The thing is, in yeah. that one, you know, looking back to that game, you think, why did we stay? Because what did we think was actually going to happen? Like, <laughs> yeah. by the end, there was literally no one left. I, I think for me, it was one of those, well, well, 
I've put through 70 minutes. What's another 20? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah. I think... There was um, a couple in front of me, James. I sit on the cop, uh, right in the middle. And there was a couple that... Did, we were 2-0 down, I think, after eight minutes. Yeah. And they left. <laughs> Well, like, that's really that's really impressive well they, maybe they're the, maybe they're the smart ones because like i said you know yeah. that, it weren't going to get any better was it really um, that game was funny because even the sunderland fans weren't lording it over us when they were, no. i think they felt sorry for us <laughs> Do you know what as well obviously doing the preview shows and, and things like that speaking to fans of, of other clubs in that first 10 games um you know under cisco yeah. <laughs> Fans that I mean, even the Rotherham fans were feeling a bit sorry for us as well. Which I mean, when you get when you stoop that low, that Rotherham aren't even taking yeah. the piss out of you, you know that things are, are bad, aren't you? Know what I mean, and and that's where we were as a as a football club, and I, I just couldn't really, you know, couldn't believe it. Nobody was kind of nobody were really taking the piss out of us because well, they didn't really need to, did they? Like they didn't need to tell no, us how shit we were because we just knew we knew how shit we were. How um, far in was that? Was that Sunderland game? Was that about eight games in for the for the famous man? Um, it was about I think so. Yeah, it, it felt that was that was the lowest of the low, and that's the only reason I left because I was like, it was. A, I think it was a Friday night. Was it a night game? Definitely the night game. It was a yeah, night game. It was a game. Friday night. It was live on Sky. The the ritual humiliation <laughs> was was beamed to the whole country. <laughs> yeah. Very Wednesday thing though. Uh, it was. I think well, it was Mansfield. We're going to be live on TV against them. <laughs> yeah, it was. We had Southampton, Hull, Preston, uh, Cardiff. Leeds, Ipswich, Middlesbrough, Swansea, and Sunderland. So yeah, it was. Uh, what's that? That's about eight or nine. Eight or nine, it? yeah. So you, you probably, yeah, it was because the next game was <coughs> was West Brom, and then that was it. That was curtains, weren't it for for Cisco? So uh, it's oh, you look back at it and you think, I mean, look, we're not. When you look at the league table and stuff, we're not much better now. We were still down there, but by my oh my, like, I cannot believe how different it, it is now <laughs> to where it where it was then and. It's one of those seasons that, well, you'd want to forget it, but I think, you know, depending on what happens at the end of the season, of course, you know, if we if we do stay up, you look back and think, you know, wow, like that where we to, to come back from where we were to finish where we wherever we do end up finishing up. Um, yeah, mental. It's Peterborough it's Peterborough times ten, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, we're just a bit more drawn out, I guess. Um mm. second half. I've been waxing lyrical about Momo, you know, ever since we've, you know, those that forty minute cameo he had against Preston. Obviously, he came back, and I was saying he's he's like Yaya Torre and and everything. But I've no idea what he's trying to do. You know, we, we've we've just kicked it's, off. The ball kind of goes back to Charles, and I don't know if he's trying to lift it over their striker, um, Ellis Sims, I think it is, or whether he just doesn't know he's there. But. But John, like it nearly ends in absolute disaster, doesn't it? You know, straight off the kickoff. I think that's another one that I, I swear he reminds me of Carlton Palmer a lot. He, mm. He's very bit gangly and sort of. He's six foot you six. Quite, you can't quite believe he's a professional footballer. And I'm, I just think the ball keeps getting stuck under his feet. And I think the only thing you can blame that on is the pitch. Yeah. Because like, the pitch is in a right mess and there's not a lot of grass. And it, it seems to get stuck in the mud or between his feet. And it, he did it three or four times where he nearly lost it, but then that was, God, he got away with it. But. Yeah, I think it's probably Momo's, I don't want to say worst. Worse I, yeah, yeah. He, he, it, wasn't, it wasn't his best, was it, put it that way. And I Like you, I rate when I, that first half an hour, 40 minutes before he went off in the first game, he was pretty much the only bright spark of the entire first bit of the season. 
And when he came back, he was like a new signing, I thought. He really mm. sort of sh was really impressive and really strong and didn't do anything wrong. But I hope it was just a glitch. And I'm hoping you can blame it on the conditions, not on him. Yeah. Because um, he's, he's going to, if he, if he plays like he did, he's a great player. He's one of them, he's one of them bastard midfielders that you want. He's just stronger than Ox. Mm. Yeah, it just looks effortless for me. Everything just looks so, yeah. so easy, Steve. And, but, you know, yeah. I said he gave the ball away there. And I think it was Ellis Sims. And if it weren't for the fact that he, well, fluffed his lines, didn't he really? It, it could have been, it could have been 2 0, could it? And it could have been pretty much, well, yeah. it would have been game over, I would have thought, at, at 2 0. Yeah, I think, uh, I think first off, he was absolutely superb. His close control, his use of the ball, he was he was going around people. It was Yoyo Touri in the first half, and then the second half, I think it was like Bambi on ice. Yeah. He just seemed to lose it in the second half. Do you know what? I didn't he know where you were going with that one, Steve. Really I thought, I'm trying to think of other Touris <laughs> that you were going to say, but I've, none were really coming to my head, but, you know, Bambi on ice, yeah, I'd, I'd take that. <laughs> he, uh, he just, I don't know whether he... he he got a bit tired, you know, is he, has he still got one or two fitness issues? Because he has had a very long-term injury, but he just, and and did Coventry decide to press him a little bit harder? I don't know, but he did lose the ball in, in bad positions three or four times in the second half. Yeah, I, th I thought that um, as well. But, uh, but uh, I suppose we'll have, to, we'll have to see what happens with that. Yeah, we got away with that one though, didn't we? And, um, yeah. yeah, well, only because it was Alice Sims. I mean, eight million quid for that. Gee whiz, I, I bet Mark Robbins is looking in to find receipt for him. I mean, <laughs> shocking. Yeah, when he at Sunderland, am I right in saying that? Was he at Sunderland? Is that, is yeah, that where the and, he, and he looked quite good at Sunderland. I, I just don't, I, to be fair to Lad, I don't think maybe Coventry are playing to his strengths. And, um, you know, I think he, he probably plays better in a more direct team where, you know, where the ball's played into him early so he can hold it up or over the top because he's quite quick. But Colvin should play this very intricate passing style and I just don't think it suits him. And yeah. um, I think he's, he's he, he looked he looked a player bereft of confidence to me. Yeah, I'm just looking now. Uh, Everton, they signed him from, uh, but he was at Sunderland yeah. on loan. Uh, he got, he eight got, million quid. Yeah, he got eight in 21 at Blackpool. To be fair, anyone anyone can score at Blackpool. I mean, Jordan Rhodes can even score at Blackpool, so it's not really yeah. any mean feat, is it? Um, he got five in 17 at, at Hearts, obviously that's Scottish football, uh, and then seven in 17 at Sunderland. And yeah, he's only at the back of the net three times, but he has played 28 games. So, for, so they do play him. Uh, I don't know how many of them are off the bench. Uh, he came off the bench uh, in the league game the week before. I said, I'm, I'm not sure. what. And I'm, and I'm Boxing Day as well. Yeah, it so, came off the bench. So yeah. you know, Wikipedia might be doing a bit of disservice there. He might not be playing as many as many minutes as, yeah. as perhaps people think, but still, you know, he's only at the back of the net three times. It's not a it's not a great return on investment, is it, for your eight million pound? But no. but no, he uh, thankfully he, he he fluffed it that one. Um, he fluffed a few to be fair um, over the course of the game. So quite quite thankful of that really. Um, one of our few signings that we've made. In um, in January, Ek Ugbo obviously he made a bit of a cameo last week. Came off the bench, but obviously started uh, started on Friday. He hit the post, didn't he? With uh, with with one of his efforts, uh, John. Uh, you know, he just kept running, didn't he? He kept running mm -hmm. off that left hand side. Nobody nobody wanted to really challenge him, and then he's hit it. Keeper, I don't know if the keeper was stood still or what, but he's, he's cracked the left-hand post. I thought it was in when I when I saw him hit it. I, I, re, I really did, but 
It was a yeah. it was a great effort, and I suppose showing a bit of promise. You know, how many times have we signed players and they've done nothing? Look, I know he didn't score, but at least he's showing some signs of encouragement. That, that what we need, I think, what we need more than anything in this transfer window is a is a striker who can get us ten goals between now, ten or twelve goals between now and the end of the season. And he came up. He came on against Coventry yeah. in the league at the end, didn't he? And he looked all right, and he had a. Did he have a chance? I can't remember. Yeah, I think he, he had the header um, that oh, then yeah, Windass when, scored when, from. I mean, no, John... Was it, that him? Was that Mustafa? Oh, I don't know. It was a terrible header. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should, whoever it was, he should have scored. I don't know, because I was, I was looking at the stats and Ugbo did actually have a chance and it was quite yeah. high XG, which which leads me to believe that it was him that, that had that header. Yeah. Um, whoever it was, he headed it on the way. He jumped up and he was on the way down before he actually headed the ball. That's, <laughs> it was such a bad header. But yeah, I thought he was he was really good on... Friday night, and um, that's what we need. I, but I, you just sort of hope that he's not going to be another another enigma, you know, like Ashley Fletcher, who's a striker that doesn't score goals. But yeah. he's, I mean, he was what six inches away from banging it in the top of the top top bin. So it was a good effort, and he didn't. He got no. Um, he didn't have to do any sort of backlift on his leg. He just smashed it from a real. No, there's no backlift. Yeah, their keeper, their keeper was absolutely rooted to the spot. He didn't move. It was an absolutely brilliant shot. I mean, in some ways, I thought I thought it was uh, if it had gone in, it would have been a better goal than Torps. You know, because he was surrounded, he was surrounded by defenders. He managed to create the space and just in that shot. I mean, bullet, wasn't it? Yeah, it were. Yeah, it would have been. Uh, it would have been a good one, but alas, it did, it didn't go in. Um, let, let's skip forward to the to the goal that we did score then. We've already spoken about him already, Jedi Gasama. For me, fully deserved that goal. I know we've already spoken about him a few times, but, you know, five shots throughout that game more than anyone else. You know, second goal of the season, starting to play more regularly now. You know, kind of loves to cut in from that left-hand side. That's exactly what he did for the goal against uh, against Hull. A little bit, you know, slightly different this time, but, you know, he, he's cut inside. He's got into his right foot. Yes, it's taken a bit of a deflection, but again, as I've mentioned, you know, if you don't shoot, you don't score. And he has got that confidence to do so. Kind of flat-footed the goalkeeper a little bit, helped off the post as well. But like I said earlier, uh, Stevie, the, the fact that he has got the confidence to to hit it, and hopefully, fingers crossed, he can kick on from there because that, that you know that's his second goal. I think he is. I think I think every footballer is a confidence player. Like I don't think I think they'd be lying if they said they weren't. Um, but when you're in that position where your job is, you know, let's be right, his job into cutting and, and and whip a ball into the box. He's not crossing the ball very often, if any. You know, his job is to cut in and have a shot, and you know, it in the back of the net is only going to help his confidence. Absolutely. Um, I mean, he didn't catch it that well, did he? He. Uh, when, I, when I first saw it, I wondered if it were one of them where you know the, the where they give the keeper the eyes, where they look to the they look at the sort of the far corner and hit it in the near. Yeah. Uh, at first sight, from the prawn sandwich stand, um, I thought, you know, I thought that's what he'd done. But I think he just, I think he just, uh, I don't, I don't think he hit it particularly well. And then he he, he got a slight nicked into it, and then yeah. he he sort of just glanced off the post and went in, and their keeper was just completely wrong footed. But who cares? It went in. And um, yeah, thoroughly deserved by the lad. He was uh, it was magnificent on the night. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably give it to Pierce Charles really, just for it being his, his debut and everything. But oh, yeah. Gasama, um, probably a, a close second in the end. Um, 
John, how has Ashley Fletcher not scored a goal for Sheffield Wednesday so far this season? Because he's had he's had a few chances, hasn't he? And just cannot, for the life of him, mm. put the ball in the back of the net. No, like I said, he's an enigma. I, 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 the people I sit with on the court, we've got a bet now that, you know, <laughs> that he's never... You know, some of us are saying he's going to score one and I'm down for none this season. John, mark my words, I, if we need a goal to stay up this season, Ashley Fletcher will score it. He, he, that, that, that will be the one goal that he scored. I don't know when it's going to come, but whatever goal it, to, to, to seal our championship football for next season, <laughs> it's, it's, it's written, it, John, it's got to be written in the stars. I mean, he's had the Bristol yeah. City chance where he kind of just flicked off his little toe and I think if it, if it, if it is his big toe it goes in um, he's had the QPR one alright we scored from it in the end but he's, he's edited it against the post yeah. um, he's had this one again alright I think he's you know, he's probably he just on the six yard line and he scuffed it wide or into the defender well, he, he, he took a touch he took a touch and it's 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 obviously he's obviously a player who's lacking confidence in front of the goal it's one of them where you just swing your leg at it and hit it first time isn't it mm. And he took a touch. It wasn't a great touch. And their defender just gave their defenders that split second. Uh, split second. I can't get my words out. Split second to just get in front of him, and um, and just smothered it, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, a more confident player would have just smashed it. You know, a bit like Marv did against Stull. Yeah. You know, uh, bang straight away, and it and it's in the net. If it, you know, he may be good if they take it first time, but the confidence isn't there. But to be, honest, to be fair to him, to be fair to him, he has he has he has done a job at times. I mean, uh, you know, I went up to Preston and um, he made a massive difference uh, in in the last sort of ten or fifteen minutes in you know in that game. He actually he actually beat a man in that game. <laughs> well, he did. Uh, there uh, beat their right back. Up, you know, all hands down. He's he's not as bad a player, I think, as uh, some of our fans portray. And I think he is particularly effective coming off the bench at the end of the game because he's, he's got a bit of pace and, and particularly up against tired tired defenders, you know, he can he can make an impact and I think that's his best role. I'm not particularly uh, enamoured with him being a starter hmm. um, like like he was on Saturday. I don't I don't think he affects the game, but I think he can affect the game coming off the bench because he has got he's, he's, he has got a bit of speed and he and he work, he does work hard. Yeah, go on, Joe. What are you going to say? Well, I was I've been more and more impressed with him this last two or three well two months. I was completely anti him even being in the squad, but he does something. I can't even work out. You know, I'm not clever enough to understand what he's doing, but he's doing something which is affecting the team in a positive way. Well, it's funny because yeah. I looked up that I looked that up um, yesterday. I think it was. You know, and looked at kind of how we perform with him on the pitch versus how we perform off the pitch. And we actually, you know, all right, I'm going to mention XG again. We actually um, create more chances, you know, whilst he's on the pitch than we do when he's not in terms of, you know, for, for the minutes that he's actually playing. Um, I think we've scored something like, you know, uh, again, per 90 minutes, the more, most goals. And this is, you know, of any other player. Obviously, most of his minutes do come off the bench as well, which maybe is a bit of, you know, impacts that. So that backs up my theory that, you know, and what you've just said there, John, that he does kind of make an impact. And, you know, Steve, you said exactly the same. However, we also concede the most amount of goals when he's on the pitch as well, so which totally does not back up my theory whatsoever. Um, that's a strange one. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably more down to 
the time that he comes on. You know, he comes on between 70 and 90 minutes, let's be honest. Uh, he sometimes comes on at half-time. I know he's done that a few times. He hasn't started many, two, three games, I think, that so far this season. So, you know, and if you look at the, the time where we do concede goals or when goals are actually scored, more goals are scored in the second half and near the end than they are in any time in the game. So I suppose, again, maybe he's doing him a little bit of disservice. But, you know, we, you know I think there was... I know the hall went down to 10 men, but, you know, bring Fletcher on, he didn't score, but we scored three. Um, well, he know. did great in that game, because he, 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 uh, he uh, when you, you know, when you're playing against 10, 10 men, it's more difficult, because they, they just sit back, but he occupied both the centre-halves, didn't he? Yeah. He made good runs, he's a big lad, the two, and, and he drew the two centre-halves towards him and made space for other people. He was very good at our th- uh, in the second half against Hull. Yeah. And, uh, you know, made a big difference. So, impact player, I think, is uh, is his job. I think that's the first time he's been called that um, ever, to be, to be fair, Steve. But uh, I'm sure he'll take it. Uh, Steve, P.S. Charles, right at the end, you must have thought that that's it at the death. We're going to go down 2-1. Oh. But, you know, it was a... You could argue it was a little bit straight at him, but he didn't have a great deal to do all game, really. But still, to you know, to pull off a save, save like that, it almost reminded me a little bit of the Cameron Dawson one right at the end of, I forget which game it was now at at home. Um, Leicester, remi- Leicester, yes, it was. Yeah, it rem- reminded yeah, me a little yeah. bit like that. You know, right at the end, you yeah. know, could have lost it, didn't, and hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, it, that gives him the whole world of confidence. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, 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 I'll be honest. My one concern about Pierce Charles, I mean, he'd be, he's, he's obviously been participating in the warm-ups and stuff for some considerable time, hasn't he? We've seen him around the squad. And my big concern about him has been his lack of uh, both height and size. Yeah. He does look like an 18-year-old kid, doesn't he? Yeah. And I think I think his hair increases his height by about three inches. <laughs> um, but um, I have to say, I mean, he, he came out and... Um, he, he on the ball. I mean, on the ball. I think it's interesting actually. Um, having watched him and Beadle, they're both far more comfortable on the ball than Cameron Dawson. And when he's playing out from the back, it makes such a difference because they move the ball so much quicker. And uh, like with Beadle on Saturday against Coventry, we actually played through played through them several times because he was moving the ball quicker. Cameron, God bless him, the ball comes to him and he has to think about what he's going to do, control it, stop, have a look. Whereas Beadle and, uh, and Pierce Charles, it's instinctive, isn't it? They move the ball straight away because they're more, they've been brought up doing it and they're just far more effective yeah. uh, when we're playing out from the back. And I actually think uh, he, he's almost as good as an outfield player, Charles, isn't he? He's absolutely superb on the ball. He's a modern um, goalkeeper. I think Beadle's exactly yeah. the same. He, he said comfortable on the ball, um, you know, more comfortable than Cameron Dawson. I think they're more comfortable than Bambodi Arby as well, to be fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I think, yeah, you're, you're right. And got goalkeepers now, you see it right at the top. Probably why Beadle's come come to us as well when, when they look at the, the football that, that Danny Bill's trying to implement. And they are that 11th outfield player. Um, and if you can use him rather than using one of your defenders, it means you've got an extra man somewhere and it means that that attack can start a lot quicker. You've just got to look and find the, you know, you've got four defenders to it, whereas you'd only have three if you're playing with your back four, obviously. So it does it does massively yeah. help and it's just the way that football football's going now. And the goalkeeper it, now is, it's, is the most important player on the pitch nowadays. 
But to have a yeah. goalkeeper of, of quality with his feet and his hands is the biggest, most important position to get right. Yeah. And I think I was a bit suspicious of Danny getting a keeper in, but seeing um, what's his name uh, against, yeah, like seeing him play because I've always been a big Cam. I know some of the other lads on your pod have said Cam Dawson isn't there. But I've been a big Cam Dawson fan. He's you know he's done us a lot of good. But the difference is night and day when the team plays with an extra, like you said, an extra outfield player. The team just look, it's a different, it's a different game. Yeah, well, if you, I know we kind of gave Momo a bit of, you know, a few pelters earlier there with that mistake that he made. But if you watch there, I think what's happened is they've just gone to play something that they've done in training. And I think Ellie Sims was just in the, in the way because he goes to make the pass and he almost kind of like stops himself but doesn't, and then obviously ends up making the pass yeah. anyway that's a bit half-arsed half and goes straight to him. But if you watch, you see, I think it's Bernard, who was obviously a centre-back. He's playing he's playing on the right. I think Paul Valentin's well, well up the pitch. So they've obviously worked on something yeah. whereby if they get it, they play it into, they play it into Momo, who drops in, um, and then the ball goes straight out out wide to Bernard. Because everyone just looked at totally our position, but, you know, I suppose... Coventry just did their own work or we just weren't quick enough to realise what had what had happened. But you're you're right there, that's that's all come from from the goalkeeper passing it out from the back, seeing what what he's been working on in training. And that, that was straight off the training ground. Just maybe, you know, need to maybe think think about it a little bit before we try that well, one next time. So football's changed so much with the in respect of the way that the goalkeeper is part of the the beginning of a move now. He used to just yeah. be, you know, hoof, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, you watch football from even 15, 10, 15 years ago. It was just booted. Hey, you worked for Maidstone on on Saturday, so you know. Just I don't think they did any (laughs) passing out from the back. (laughs) But look, (laughs) look, do you know what the people do always say that I'm a I'm a firm advocate of 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 playing football out from the back and things like. I get why we do it, but I do kind of I do kind of see it both ways. Picture the scene: all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, Right, I'm just going to move on to the free word match reviews. Follow us on Twitter at WTID pod and get involved. I'll read a few out. Richard has said, Gassama, lovely footwork. Uh, Chris, better than losing. Uh, Joel, need signings soon. Uh, Yeah, we'll probably talk about that in a bit or I might talk about that on on extra time. Um, Adam, not another replay. Yep, I thought that. And then Roger, Bloody Coventry again. <laughs> that, that were my first thoughts. So I must admit, we have mentioned that a few times already. Kenner's last thing needed. And Chris need a striker. Uh, you know, like I said, we'll talk about transfers in uh, in a little bit later on. Um, 
And we're going to talk about individual player performances, but I think really we've probably covered them off um, whilst talking well, about... just Deshaun Bernard, can we, can yeah. we just... Uh, big shout out to Deshaun Bernard, because he's another player. Again, I think it might... I'm, I'm guessing it's the influence of Chris Powell and and, and, and the backroom staff and Danny Rowe. Um, he, he's, he's looking like a real Rolls-Royce of a player, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, he's... Do you know what? We signed Gasama, we signed Masaba on what I think are you know two or three year deals we've signed a Sean Bernard on a on a year and that, I just think there'll ah. be an option on that though won't there don't, don't you think there'll be an option attached to that maybe linked to uh as not going down possibly I hope I hope you're right um Steve but I, you know I'm not I'm not too sure really like I mean, you never hear anything do you to be fair but no, no. But, but back to you know your comment about him being a Rolls Royce I think he's yeah what a signing that he's been and a, makes a massive difference when he's playing it confidence on the ball's great um he can bring the ball out i think he's not a number 6 i don't want him to play in defensive midfield like ever uh, that just did not work i mean look do trying to do it against southampton as well he's probably a little bit of a baptism of fire uh, maybe it might work out in another um you know in another fixture but i thought that you know um when he when he does play in in central defence, I think he's I think he's fantastic. I think he I think it really works. Um, John, where where do you stand on on Deshaun Bernard? You, you know, uh, we bounce, need to we, we need to sign him on a yeah, on a yeah, lengthy yeah. contract, don't we? Really, J- just to kind of protect us, really, more than anything. You know, even if we yeah, do I let think- him go later on down the line, you know, if he get him on a decent contract so he can so he becomes an asset because at the moment, if his yeah. contract does end, you know, run out in the summer, he's not an asset to anyone, is he? Really. No. Yeah, I didn't realise he was... I thought he was on a loan. Didn't realise we had signed him on such a short term. I mean, I knew we wanted to we wanted to tie him down. But no, I I think he's uh, he's the, the biggest part of our defence that needs to stay. And when he plays, you're confident. If he plays with Hekwa or Fumewo, you're confident. <laughs> Not so with Bambo, but that's more to do with Bambo, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think he's he's someone we need to tie down. Um, he's. I didn't realise that he's come through United, hasn't he? He was a Man United player. He was, yeah. United. Yeah. Um, so he's he's got some pedigree. I, he's a great, great player. And he was so strong. I mean, I was a bit concerned that that was going to be a penalty on Friday night because he was fairly strong on the challenge. Yeah. Um, but what he doesn't do is he doesn't dive in. He's so quick and he's so strong that he doesn't have to dive in. He just uses his body like he did that that challenge. You know, he just got there and gave him a massive shoulder barge. Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> some some fans have said, you know, they don't know if this is going to be like a, he's using this as a stepping stone to kind of get back into the Premier League or a, or a, a team higher up in the Championship. I mean, he, he went on loan to Salford, um, then he was on loan to Hull, he was on loan at Portsmouth. At, um, I think that was January last last season. Then obviously he got got released and obviously now he's playing his training in the championship so I kind of see that I mean it's a little bit risky if you if you ask me um you know a risky move if that was his say in the matter you know if he, if he only wanted a one, a one year deal I know most footballers want you know want to be tied into longer but I suppose if we are going to give him another contract he'll certainly be on a lot more money than what we uh than what we gave him gave him last summer that's that's for sure um I mean, I'm just looking as well. He's only 23 years old. You know, we, we've said we want younger players. 
and he's he's one of them. You know, add that to Gasama and Masaba. Just on that as well, by the way, I think the average age uh, of that front. You know, or the wingers and and the two strikers uh, on on Friday. I think it was twenty one and a half years old, which is unheard of. You know, when you come from the Great likes of do. when you come from the likes of Johnson, Gregory Smith, um, you know, whoever else we had on the Palmer playing on the right hand side, average age of about thirty eight. Uh, you know, the, to have an average age of twenty, you know, just over twenty one is 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 mad. You know, and it's what like I say it's what we've been. Uh, what we've been crying out for. Um, right, let, let's talk about that FA Cup draw. We touched on it right at the at the start. I got, you know, I woke up this morning, obviously recording this on Sunday night, and I was like, right, can't wait. When's the draw? Let's have a look. What time is it on? Totally forgetting that we didn't actually beat Coventry. Um, and, th- you know, <laughs> there's a bit of a, a hurdle in, in the way. Um, John, who did you want kind of, I, I know... Obviously, all the games are still going on. There's been a lot of lot of draws and stuff. What sort of tie was you hoping for? Are you one of those that are like, you know, you want a a lower club, uh, the, the so called easy tie, or are you one of those that you want oh, to go on a big team at Hillsborough? I know we played them a few times: Man City, Liverpool, at Hillsborough. Because, like Steve said, we don't get or at, even away at Old Trafford. We don't go there very often. I mean, we're going to lose. I'm, we're not going to, let's be realistic, we're not going to win the FA Cup. So let's have a massive game. I mean, it's a bit sad at Hillsborough when the cops shut for an FA Cup game. Yeah. So you want to get a big team that gets it full and rocking like against Newcastle. Um, so I, I'll be honest, I was a little bit... I mean, of all the teams that weren't Premier League, it was quite fun to get Maidstone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but unfortunately, they'll probably be us, and it'll be live on TV. <laughs> yeah, another embarrassment. Where do you yeah. stand on it all, Steve? You, did you want to, you know, I suppose we can't have Spurs, can we, anymore? I mean, that, that was the one for me, yeah. Spurs away, just to kind of get yeah, a chance Spurs to, to yeah. go to them. But they've uh, they've messed that one up, obviously, against, against City. Uh, I mean, we haven't played Man United or Liverpool since we've come... Uh, the Premier League, have we? Which I think is a mad, yeah. a mad start. We've played yeah. City a few times already. That you know, and all the other. Yeah. Other than that, there's not any others. None of the big teams in it. Arsenal aren't in it. I mean, Chelsea yeah. are still in it, but we played them, didn't we? A few, uh, a few years back. Yeah, I think um, I would have loved uh, Man United away, just, just just for my son because he's he's 23 years of age and he's never seen us in the Prem. Uh, so it I'm 34 nice. and I've not seen his in Prem either. So, uh... <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, like uh, I've actually been to Anfield and seen us win at Anfield, and uh, oh dear, it's it, it's sad. But no, I, I, I wanted a big, I wanted a big away day, me, a, you know, uh, a big away day, probably Old Trafford, just to um, just to see, you know, because we we get sort of at about nine thousand tickets, won't we? And it'd just be great to see. They're massive at Old Trafford. Yeah, the kind of what yeah. if and like you know, yeah, what it would be like if we actually ever get to the the promised land, so to speak, and uh, and and everything. I mean, look, I think uh, John was right when he said that you know that if there's any other team other than a Premier League team, who would you want? It probably would be Maidstone. I mean, I look when when there was the four left, Definitely. I would think, well, there was three left actually, because obviously we got picked out first, another, another home tie, um, which there's been, I think, 
obviously against Fleetwood, that was at home. That was you know, we played yeah. Cardiff. That was at home. Coventry was at home or drawn at home at least. Fleetwood was at home. Newcastle was at home. Um, I, I must. I can't remember who it was before Newcastle because obviously we came in, in at the first round, didn't we? Last last year yeah. because being in League yeah. One, I can't remember who the other two uh, who the other two were, but I'm sure someone. Will be. Mansfield was one. We had we were home to Mansfield for one of them, weren't we? Yeah, it was. That's uh, right. This, yeah, but I can't remember who the other one was. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm Joe, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have a quick, uh, a quick look at that because that is gonna absolutely kill me. I'm sure there's people shouting. Uh, I'm about to say the TV screens, or the radio, or, or the phones, or whatever, listening to this, thinking, "Oh, they played." You know, I know they played. I'm gonna have a quick look now because it's gonna. It is really gonna bug me. Um, FA Cup. Uh, oh, I've gone back to. I've gone back to Faria. Next, the next year. There we go. FA Cup was against. Uh, that's the League Cup. FA Cup. It was home again, Morecambe. Well, that, that was it, yeah. So we've had Morecambe yeah. at home, Mansfield at home, Newcastle at home, Fleetwood at home, obviously lost in the replay. Um, and then we've had Cardiff, Coventry, and then and then potentially Maidstone if we get past Coventry. So uh, what a run of just being drawn at home in the uh, in the FA Cup and can't remember what the what the season before was. Uh, I'm I'm not going to look at that one. I'm not going to bore anyone to death with that. Um, but yeah, mate. You know, if we can get past, if we can get past Coventry, which is a bit of a tall last. We haven't we haven't beat him in the last three uh, three meetings this season. But if we can, Johnny, is a good opportunity to to get through into the what would it be the last? Uh, it'd be the quarterfinals, 16. wouldn't it? The last sixteen, yeah. yeah. So. Last 16. Is it? Yeah, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, I think it is the last 16, yeah. And the money that yeah, comes with it as well, it's another 100 and, you know, it, mm. you know, if we, if we beat Coventry, it's another 120 grand, I think it is. If we beat Maidstone, I think it was up to like, something like 200 grand or something ridiculous. And it's not mm. to be sniffed at, is it? When when, when we're no. Sheffield Wednesday and we're asking for, for contributions to the tax bill, <laughs> <laughs> it come, yeah. that yeah, money's quite so. welcome, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's... Uh, Having said I'm not that bothered about it, like you, you're sort of a bit conflicted because I'm not bothered, but I am bothered. You, you don't want to go out with a whimper. So if we can get, I think it's going to be tough against Coventry. Um, not sure we've got it in us to to get past them, but I fancy as if we do at yeah. home. I mean, Man's, uh, sorry, Maidstone, they're gonna they love coming to Hillsborough. I did see the uh, <laughs> interview with their gaffer. Did you see what he said? Uh, I've not seen the like interview. Not... I've, I've seen the reaction. Christ. Yeah, like, it's not what we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's Hillsborough, mate. You can't, you the, can't turn the, down a trip to Hillsborough. The tradition. I mean, Steve, did you see the reaction video? Uh, uh, I just, I did, yeah. I, I didn't see the interview with the manager, but but I saw the looks on the faces. It was very similar to our reaction when we, we drew Coventry at home, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, to be we're fair. We're allowed to do it. We're allowed to do it. Yeah, the <laughs> massive anti-climax. Um, yeah, but no, it is it is made. Then if we if we get through, and like I said, is it realistically? I think we, I think you said it at the top, John. Like you know, the, the luck's got to run out at some point. I'm not saying that. Well, Ipswich had twenty odd shots or whatever it was. I think there, there is a bit of an element of of luck when it when it comes into it. You know, Ipswich could have had a penalty. You know. They could have picked up on that little tug for the second goal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you know, you'd, you'd have to. We would be the favourites. You can. There's no. There's no denying it. I mean, it would be pretty poor if we, if we weren't. But yeah, 
we've got to get past Coventry first. I hope we go. F- I hope we kind of go for it against Coventry as well. I hope What's we put the, date the replay game. Uh, it's the sixth, so it's uh, a week, a week on Wednesday, I think it is. So um, we've got Watford on Wednesday. We'll talk about that in a second. Then yeah. we've got um, Huddersfield on That's Saturday. Good. It was a massive game, and yeah. then. Yeah, we travel to the CBS Arena. I'm still going to call it the Rico. It is always going to be the Rico. Not Highfield Road, as you probably remember it, Stephen, <laughs> um, way back when. I went. I went. Hey, listen, I went to Highfield Road. What an absolute shit tip that was. <laughs> Do you know what? It reminded me of, of Main Road a little bit. I don't know why. I'd never been to either, but just kind of look. I don't it's know like if, blue, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's that, like blue, isn't it? That's, that's what it is. That is probably the, the one and only similarity between the two <laughs> two stadiums. Yeah. Uh, that's probably where it, where it ends as well. Um, let's talk about Watford then. Um, their form going into it, they've uh, lost, drawn, drawn, won and drawn. The draw being the last one uh, against Bristol City, obviously in the league. Uh, I think they did draw today, didn't they, uh, against Southampton as well. Uh, it was Bristol City that beat them 4-1 on Boxing Day. That was the only defeat in the last five. Win against QPR, 3-3 draw against Plymouth and a one all draw against Stoke. They haven't kept a clean sheet for the last 13 games. 14, actually, because they've just played today and, and conceded in that one as well. They've also scored in their last... I've got written down here 12. I need to change that to 13 because they did score again today. So... Um, Nil-nil, John, do you think? Yeah, <laughs> well, they let a lot of goals in, um, which I think is something we can work on, and, and I think we can push them. And I was surprised that they didn't kick up a fuss, that they're playing an FA Cup game today and they're playing us three days later. That yeah. is that real turnaround. I, if that was us, I'd be right pissed off. Yeah, um, I did think that as well. Obviously, we yeah we've got that extra two days of yeah. of recovery. Maybe that maybe that swayed Danny Rule a little bit into thinking, you know what, I could probably play some of me, you know, first team in this uh, in the cup game just because they are going to get a little bit more rest than than the team that we're going up against. And with, with Watford playing Southampton as well, they're not really. I mean, I didn't I didn't look at their team. I don't know if they did rest many, if any, players. Um, but yeah, it's, I think good Watford when we played them down at their place. They had that one goal from, I can't remember his name, the guy who scored. Asprilla. Goal. That He was the only player that I would be worried about, unless they brought anyone in you. I, to be honest, I've not followed their every move since. Um, yeah, I made the fatal mistake of saying that uh, that Yasser Asprilla was Fastino Asprilla's son, which is not. Um, so, yeah, I did, uh, when I spoke to the Watford uh, <laughs> Watford podcast earlier for the preview show, I, I made sure I didn't make that same mistake twice. Yeah, the, other thing I, the other thing I heard from that was that he didn't even know that they had a player called Ashley Fletcher that we were... <laughs> <we'd love. laughs> <laughs> that shows you how bad he actually is. Yeah, yeah, um, they'd forgotten all about him. <laughs> well, he can't, he can't play, can he? I mean, the team that concedes shed loads of goals, the the one game where you're thinking Ashley Fletcher <laughs> could potentially... To be fair, if I were Valerian Ishmael, I'd probably say Fletcher could play. He's absolutely fine. Just let, <laughs> just, just, just let him play. Um, you know, you'd be confident that he's not going to hit the back of the net, although that could probably come to bite him back in the arse, to be honest. Um, Stephen, are you... Are you are you optimistic about this one? I mean, Uddersfield have drawn today, 95th minute equaliser, which I was pleasantly surprised to see because, you know, the gap could have been eight. It is now only six. We've got a game in hand, which is indeed Watford on Wednesday. Then we play 
the Terriers, as they like to call themselves, on on Saturday. So with the gap being six, uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but we could be um, level on points uh, come, you know, half past five or whatever time it'll be on Saturday afternoon. Exactly. It's um, the next two games are a, a big opportunity to really uh, uh, cut the gap and, uh, and 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 get in there. I mean, uh, it was like watching history repeating itself with that with that equaliser that uh, QPR got. You know, Darren Moore team defending far too deep, uh, hopeful ball put in the middle, and the, and the QPR player knees it into the top corner. He just like swung his leg at it and it hit his knee and flew into the top corner. And I thought, bloody hell, it's like watching Wednesday two years ago, <laughs> conceding a goal and added on time. So let's hope they do the same on Saturday, eh? Yeah. But uh, on to Watford, um, I just think it's a very winnable game for us. Um, you know, uh, Valerian, their manager, he's, uh, he's very direct, isn't he? He's very doer. They, they're just a bit of a sort of a typical mid-table team, aren't they? And... Um, I, I I really fancy us to win on, on, on Wednesday. Yeah, Joe, for me, John, I just feel like it's one of them games where you, when, when you're looking at it, it's all panning out, and especially with Saturday's game, you know, against Huddersfield, it's a must-not-lose. And I don't yeah. want them to set up that way. I don't want us to go in thinking, you know, we can't lose this game. I want us to go and just and just play football and, and play the way that we normally do. I don't want us to sit, you know, 11 men behind the ball and everything like that. But I just mean in terms of if come the final whistle and we finish nil nil one one two two whatever the score is going to be i just think actually yeah a point against watford isn't such a bad result i know i've just said about you know if we could pick up six points in the next two we'll be you know very very close to getting out of the of the relegation zone you know and the closest that we've ever been since probably well losing to southampton the first game of the season to be fair um yeah we don't want to lose we don't want to lose it this is the time of the season when losing means twice as much you know yeah. what i mean yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you think the, do you think the players john would have looked at you know the fact that qpr have got a last minute equalizer and, and kind of because from they're not they're not going to not look are they like everyone's human they, they said that they're not bothered but they'll have seen that Huddersfield have let a let a lead slip and I suppose it's a you know a little bit of added incentive just to go out there and you know they should be up for it anyway. And I always feel back like weird saying it like more up for it. Like how more up for it can you can you possibly be when you're down there at the bottom? Yeah. But um, I don't know. It could it could just be that little thing that gives them that extra like one percent to think you know what you know like I just said a win and another win against Huddersfield and you yeah. know it's all. Like Danny, managers always say take one game at a time and all this crap, but I don't believe it. They look at the table and they 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 pinpoint possible. I mean, Danny's all about chances and percentages, and I'm sure he's pinpointed games like Watford has a very good chance to get three points, and games against Leicester has a good chance to not. So this is a chance, and I'm sure he feeds it through to his players. And they'll probably say to them that we've got a great result on Friday. And if we didn't lose, we played really well. We can roll on. I hope he does anyway. That's what I do. <laughs> I just then. think, I just, I just look at Huddersfield though. I, I watched, I watched a bit of the game this afternoon, and um, I don't get out much, obviously. Um, <laughs> uh, um, and um, I just, I just looked at him, and he, he's playing that that three-five-two formation. 
So, you know, the space down the sides for your Masabas and Gasamas to run into down the sides of the centre half, you can pull them out of position. Surely, uh, you know, we've still got quite a few Darren Moore players. Surely we know how to beat that system and, and do a job on on Saturday, surely. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Um, I mean, I've seen a few, this this kind of flying around on social media, which I think is quite funny. People saying, I always knew Darren Moore would keep Sheffield Wednesday up this season. And uh, he still could do that this season. I mean, the writing's on the wall, isn't it, I suppose. Wednesday beating Huddersfield, Darren Moore getting the sack. Um, I, I it could happen, couldn't it? Yeah. It, I, could, it, it could happen. Well, that's their next game. Massive pressure. That's their next massive game. Pressure. And whichever way you look at it, the gap would then only be three, um, irrespective of what happens you know, against Watford, you know, on, on Wednesday. So, uh, and that's probably a little bit too close for comfort for, for their chairman. I know he's already got getting a bit itchy feet and he's already come over. I think I'm, I think I'm right in saying he's from America. He's already come over for the January yeah. transfer window and stuff. Obviously the window would have shut by then as well. So whatever team they've got, they are pretty much stuck with. So, so yeah, it would not surprise me one bit. If we win on Saturday, they would uh, get rid of, uh, of Darren well, Moore. The script's written, isn't it? The script's written, um, uh, we, we beat him on Saturday, they sacked Bra- uh, Darren Moore, and in the meantime, Colin will have finished his tour <laughs> and he'll, he'll go back in as manager, won't he? That's, you can just see can't biggest, you? My biggest fear is Darren Moore getting sacked. He's our, he's our secret agent. Too. Agent Moore, yeah. yeah. Agent Moore, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, go on then, Let, let's, have a, let's have a score prediction then. Uh, I'm going to go for... Um, Watford, we're not we're not bothered about the the Huddersfield one. Watford on Wednesday, it's going to be. Um, we've got to stay positive. I'm going to say a two-one win, and I'm going to go. Let's get, let's have Gasama having his third goal of the season. Um, John, I'll come to you first on a score prediction. Well, from where I grew up, I've watched us play Watford more than any other team, <laughs> and we have lost pretty much every single one two-one. Always two one to them. So, but I think I agree with you. I think we've got enough to beat them, but I think they'll score because they always score. But I think we'll win. I think we'll win two one as well. And I think let's see a first goal scorer. Shall be optimistic and say Fletcher. <laughs> well, he, he, he's not going to play, is he? Because he's, oh, he's against play. Watford. So you're going to have to pick. An, really you have to pick another one. All right, I'll say Kadamato because he needs to. He needs to get a goal. He's not. He's not really been uh, performing to his to his best. I think this last three or four games. Yeah, I think it's finding it a bit tough, Annie, in some of the some of the games. Go on then, Steve. Um, I'm actually going to go for a clean sheet. I'm 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 going to go for a two nil uh, win. Dust to score the first goal. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be back in the side as well on uh, yeah on yeah. Wednesday after he's had a bit of a week off and and stuff. So so yeah. Um, right, we're going to wrap it up there. Massive thanks, uh, everyone that's been listening. Do uh, do really appreciate it. John, Steve, ma- massive thanks for, for joining me. Do really appreciate that as well. Um, so, yeah, we're going to wrap it up, and we'll see you all, uh, see you all next week. Cheers, guys. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. 
If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.